coming to you live from deep within inside the Wrestle House. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Episode number 261, and I am once again joined alongside one of my favorite people in the entire world. We are alongside with Mighty Joe once again at his request to come on and talk about some developments that have happened in the world of professional wrestling that he has seen this is absolutely fantastic mighty joe you were even gonna sound better today how have you been uh, i've been doing pretty good man of course as usual you know been pretty busy with the shoot job but heard some of the kind of goings on uh in the wrestling i thought you know i'd come and hop on and uh and shoot the uh, shit with you so to speak but before we get into that because i, I know that during uh doing these shows you like to have uh some of the beverages uh you know i like to have a pepsi and i know you like to to have your non-sponsored dr pepper as you usually do i'm sure you're rocking on right now of course you are that I don't know if you've heard of this, but I thought to kind of kick things off on a non-wrestling note to kind of set the tone a little bit here, potentially. I don't know if you've heard of this new flavor of Coca-Cola coming out. It's called Coca-Cola Starlight. Now, the reason why this is significant, why I'm bringing this up, and I'm hoping uh, it'll get people talking, is the description of the taste of this new flavor of Coca-Cola is the, uh, the, the main attraction here because, you know, Regular Coca-Cola or uh, Pepsi just tastes like regular, you know, darker colored that. Dr. Pepper, you know, tastes like a combination of a lot of different flavors. Cherry Coke obviously tastes like cherry Coke. So now, Carl, um, Coca-Cola Starlight, if you had to guess of what the flavor of this pop is, what would you say, just based off of no information whatsoever, <laughs> what would you think would this taste like if we had to describe it? If you just total shot in the dark. Uh, maybe a a mix of like a watermelon mango. Okay. Okay. So now this now okay. Starlight is this is this um a description coming from Coca Cola or is this from people who have had the drink? So this is a description right from the company itself. Okay. Okay. So and, and disclaimer too, it is a zero sugar. Coca-Cola, so it's going to be very reminiscent, I guess, of Coke Zero. But the description right from the marketing, right from Coca-Cola, right? So it describes it as having notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire and a refreshing taste that evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space. What? Where are you... <laughs> All I have to say on that, uh, the first time I heard that, I was just like, um, I would first of all, I would have loved to have been in the room when that idea was pitched to the marketing people at Coca-Cola. And who's, uh, that's a great idea. That makes perfect sense. My first inclination is, can you pass the joint over to me? Because I want to have some of what you're having. But like, I, I first heard that. I was like, that was not what I was expecting. So are they, are they hoping to like hammer in some peanut butter with nails onto a roof and expect the rain to hold? 
I have no idea, my friend. No idea. What the I I haven't even heard of this. I am not a Coca-Cola drinker. Neither am I. I am am a Pepsi drinker, uh, Dr. Pepper, or Mountain Dew. Those are the three. No, I shouldn't. Uh, Jones Soda. All day, every day, I will drink Jones Soda. (laughs) But no Coca-Cola. No, and this doesn't help. This doesn't help to get me over either. So I <laughs> just thought I started off a bit of a funny note there this week. Oh my goodness. That, that, that has me wondering now, like, is this maybe going to be like a, Does like it taste a, like wood? Like a, 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 well, maybe like a cold s'more. Maybe like a chocolate <laughs> marshmallow. Graham cracker type of. What's it's... the actual. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> That's yeah. something that a lot of other people were saying too <laughs> when we come up to this very first topic. And this oh is the one specifically that you wanted to talk about this week. Um, a lot of people were saying, what in the actual blank? As always, Tony Khan has a huge announcement. It's huge, huge. Every week, it's a huge announcement. This time, it kind of actually was a bit of a huge announcement. Ring of Honor is now owned by Tony Khan. Okay. Now, I want to make sure that we get this perfectly clear off the hop. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Not AEW, Tony Khan. So Tony Khan owns AEW. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. We need to make sure we keep that separate. The way it's an important distinction to make. Yeah, it is because I've seen a lot of people talking about how AEW now owns it. No, 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 no. Tony Khan owns it for everyone that is watching thank you so much i do invite you to drop your comments on any of the topics that we have here tonight because we love interacting with each and every one of you and it's because of all of you that we continue on doing this so drop your comments and we will probably even show them on the screen Uh, even if you've had the opportunity to actually drink Coke Starlight. Tell us what it actually tastes like. Right. <laughs> right. So Tony Khan announcement uh, says that there has been an agreement to acquire Ring of Honor, meaning the video library, the brand assets, the intellectual property from independent professional wrestling's most prestigious promotion acquired under the new partnership. Um. The press release came out that says a few moments ago on AEW Dynamite Live on TBS, it was announced that Tony Khan has agreed to acquire the assets of Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotion's extensive library of videos dating back to 2002 brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, and more. So there are so many different people that have come through the ranks of Ring of Honor that are even now working within Tony Khan's other promotion. 
of AEW. There's actually more than 40 AEW um, team members that have appeared in Ring of Honor during their career. And I say team members because not all of them are on-screen talent that have uh, that are there in AEW right now, as well as have been there in Ring of Honor. Now, I do want to just kind of throw out here quickly as well, Ring of Honor actually issued a statement as well. So Ring of Honor says, the influence of Ring of Honor in modern professional wrestling will always be in the history books. And this acquisition ensures that this legacy lives on and is treated with the utmost respect. The head of operations of Ring of Honor, uh, Joe Coff, said Ring of Honor has produced some of the best professional wrestlers in the last 20 years, but more importantly, it created a family. I will always be grateful to everyone in the Ring of Honor family who have worked tirelessly over the last two decades to take Ring of Honor to levels we never imagined tony has the highest appreciation and respect for ring of honor and i am really excited to see how the legacy continues that coming from joe Coff, uh the head of operations now joe you wanted to talk about this i've given you the background i've given you the press releases i've given you that tony khan separation from aew owns this the floor is yours, my friend. Well, I'm excited to see what becomes of it because I've been a huge Ring of Honor fan. You know, not since the beginning. I was actually turned on to it, uh, partially, you know, being a part of this podcast and, you know, dealing with our friend, uh, especially Mr. Michael Jargo over at, uh, at, um, I, I don't say I don't know what he's doing these days, but I think he's still at doing Mark, Destino. At Mark Media. At Mark Media, yeah. Um, because, you know, he had some pretty close ties to Ring of Honor, and then you know, I just really started watching it, and I, I really became hooked on, on the product. And I believe, actually, a couple of years ago, maybe if not maybe a year previous, I actually picked them as my wrestling promotion of the year. And, and I still stand by that decision at that time. I think they were already firing on all cylinders. And given that Tony uh, really seems to have, you know, a deep love for Ring of Honor, and I've always been a fan, I, I, I really trust, and even Mr. CM Punk, um, so that he really trusts them with uh, this product, uh, and I, I, I really see it just being when it when it comes back. I don't see even like the presentation and all that being really much all that different. I think j- just letting it continue to operate as Ring of Honor. Well, hopefully, they still have Ian Riccoboni and all those folks there because I think that would be fantastic, uh, and, and just let them kind of continue on. But then you still have you know the occasional AEW person come over to the ring of honor and you know of course you know the the ties with the nwa with new japan pro wrestling you know of course then yeah. that obviously will contribute over over to uh, AEW as well and in a roundabout way you know uh, guys like daniel and stuff have always said you know they want to go work in the g1 over in japan and do some of that kind of stuff this all will hopefully facilitate a lot of that as well so i'm really optimistic and i'm excited um to see uh what the Tony Khan version of ring of honor is going to be because uh, I, I just, I, I have so much faith that he's going to remain authentic to what ring of honor is where it's, it's a real, it, it just, it's hard to even kind of describe into words. Um, 
where it's just a place where people can go to really hone their wrestling craft. And then mm-hmm. typically they get noticed by some of the biggest wrestling promotions in the world coming out of Ring of Honor. And I, right. I, I don't see that really changing. And I, I, I as well, I hope that it does not. I really do. I hope that it does not change at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. No. That's 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 the hopefulness for this. Now, we do know that when Ring of Honor decided that they were going to take the hiatus, that everyone was fired. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You you had a... Uh... And, and I was legitimately concerned that somebody else was going to potentially buy the company because we know that there have been some somewhat ties uh, to WWE. Because, I mean, w- mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. WWE has handpicked a lot of people from uh, Ring of Honor. You know, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan so on and so forth, CM Punk, a lot of Ring of Honor guys went straight to WWE. So, you know, obviously the higher-ups of WWE knew what was going on at Ring of Honor. They were probably been going to and watching shows. So knowing that in the back of my mind, I'm like, boy, if Vince buys up that company, and especially the the product and, the, you know, the the, uh, the tapes and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> right? I, I, I just don't trust Vince with it because – Vince isn't lost. even really a wrestling. He's not even really a wrestling fan anymore. Tony Khan is a wrestling fan who's doing yes. a, a good job running a wrestling company. I don't think necessarily a great job, but he's doing a really good job, you know. And, and um, yeah, so I, like I said, I'm excited to see because uh, I, I love Ring of Honor, and I just I hope that. And, and even you had mentioned as well. Uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but there was somebody uh, of importance that debuted at um, Revolution as well, who I think could be mm-hmm. uh, really cool to see in Ring of Honor as well. So I think we'll we'll get that. I don't want to jump ahead too much. We definitely will get to that. Uh, 100%. We definitely will. We're going to take ourselves just a quick little break here. Get your comments in there. What are your thoughts on Tony Khan? Taking over and purchasing Ring of Honor. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we think will actually be happening with Ring of Honor moving forward after this acquisition. And with that said, we are going to take that quick little commercial break to make sure that we hear from one of our sponsors. Promotional consideration paid for by the following wrestling a love and a passion we all share i've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is collar and elbow the wrestling brand. That was Al Snow for Collar and Elbow brand. We are very proud to be the first ever Collar and Elbow branded sponsored podcast. And yes, there have been some changes over at the website of CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They're doing a little bit of a revamp over there, but let us tell you that anything you purchase from there, you can get yourself a discount of 10% off when you use the promo code JKPODCAST 
at the checkout. That's JK Podcast at the checkout at collarandelbowbrand.com. Welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. My name is Carl Carafel. I am joined alongside Mighty Joe, who seems to maybe be having a little bit of an issue with his new headset. Uh, hearing a little bit of popping. I don't know if you're pushing a mute button or anything on there, but Possibly. it does pop a little bit. Live broadcasting, sucks. folks. Live <laughs> broadcasting. You never know what's going to happen. Just like in the world of professional wrestling, you never know what is going to happen. And this past week was one of those things that took us all by surprise when Tony Khan announced that he is the new owner of Ring of Honor. During the first quarter of this broadcast, we did talk about the statements that were issued by uh, Tony Khan, as well as Ring of Honor, and from Joe Coff as well. Uh, we even talked a little bit about um, Coke Starlight, um, interestingly enough. Yeah. Yeah, Coke Starlight. Uh, uh, Cody. I love you, man. Cody coming in here saying Ring of Khan or K-H-A-N-O-R. Yeah, I you know what? I never clued that together. So thank you, Cody, for that. Cody is one of the great people over at Love Wrestling. Friend or foe, or is it friend or defoe? You need to go and check that out. Lovewrestling.ca is where you will be able to find that. Quick little programming note for everyone. If you are still not aware, I will put the graphic up right now. We are exclusive to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca is where all of the live broadcasts will be. And that started on March 1st. So whether it's Between Two Beards, whether it's this program of Turnbuckle Talk, Blowing Off Stream, Quizplex, which is an absolute fantastic riot of a time, or as you will see later tonight, starting at 10 p.m., a double feature starting with Power Out, and then after Power Out will be NXT. That's right, a program called NXT, spelled T-E-A. They spilled the tea about NXT over there. You're going to want to check them out as well, and it is all now exclusive on Twitch. So if you're hearing this broadcast afterwards, make sure you go and follow twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca to get in on the shows live. So now, Ring of Honor has been purchased. Tony Khan spent the money. We're hearing upwards of 30 to $40 million for everything. All the assets, the video library, production equipment, everything. 
Now, we do know that when they did decide to take their hiatus, that they fired everyone, which now leaves us with a situation of, is there really a ring of honor right now if you have no talent? Mighty Joe, what are you thinking is going to happen in regards to talent for this Tony Khan incarnation of Ring of Honor? And where do you think this is going to go from here? Well, first of all, hopefully my sound issues have gone away. Hopefully I sound okay now. Um, oh, you sound good. Obviously, obviously I'm hoping you know, that your staples, like your Briscoes, your Jonathan Greshams, hopefully your Jay Lethals, you know, your Matt Tavens, you know, hopefully those guys will come back. Um, I mean, I don't think that they're necessarily gone per se. Uh, Cody mentioning something here that uh, the super card of honor, um, it, hopefully they can do that in Madison Square Garden again. And if they can, you can really do something pretty cool there because you could be pulling from AEW, New Japan, NWA, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling. Um, that Rumble of Honor could be heavily, heavily stacked with a really big mixture of people. Uh, that's exciting, you know, to see maybe like a Minoru Suzuki and a Daniel Bryan mm -hmm. trading chops in the middle of a ring in Madison Square Garden. Wow! That um, give me, I you know, just take my money now. Um, and this has come from somebody that doesn't watch a lot of wrestling anymore. I would definitely pay to see something like that. So I'm optimistic and I, I I'm, you know, especially with your, you know, your Briscoes, your Greshams, your lethals, I think they can pretty well count on those guys staying. Um, and then if you can build, you know, or rebuild, I don't think it's necessarily rebuild, but you'll have your building blocks there to keep ring of honor going. And it's just a matter of building back around those, that core group. Now, you mentioned the name Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is actually part of AEW right now. So yep. was this a, a foreshadowing by Tony Khan? Cody, I do want to mention what Cody says here because not everybody can see this, especially if you're listening to this over on, let's say, Podbean or any other podcasting platform. Cody says the ROH Supercard of Honor became 1 million times more interesting now. Yep. And yep. Joe referenced that, but uh, <laughs> we didn't actually read out what he has uh, referenced, but that's what he was referencing. So now, was this a foreshadowing? Did we, like, did Tony Khan already know that plans maybe were... Uh, in effect, for this to actually happen, and then decided, listen, I'm gonna hire on some AE or some Ring of Honor stars into AEW just to put them back into a Ring of Honor afterwards. Yes and no. I think you know, especially with Jay Lethal and knowing how instrumental he is in Ring of Honor, you know, one of the people you could argue kind of like the heart and soul of Ring of Honor, I can guarantee you uh, lots of conversations probably between him and Tony Khan to kind of facilitate uh, the deal going on. So um, I would hope I, so. I, I, I definitely feel that, you know, that was probably very instrumental in that deal coming to fruition. So um, if I'm, I hope I'm right about that. And, you know, um, Jay could also be one of those guys that just kind of bounces around as well. Like, I don't know if they'll be just brand specific to ring of honor or if they'll just be kind of going all over the place. I mean, cause that could be interesting, but it could also, 
results in things kind of being disorganized and kind of disjointed. So you need to be careful with that. So you don't kind of end up in the WWE situation, but uh, you know, I, I just, I, I have so much faith in Tony Khan just cause he's such a big fan of ring of honor. That I just, I don't see him doing them wrong. I don't see, I, really hope that I don't see him doing, doing, doing them wrong either. I really don't. What I'm what I'm seeing and what I'm envisioning, and uh, I am by no means any type of visionary. I, I definitely am not. But what I am envisioning here is that okay. So AEW already has a huge roster base that there is is technically four shows that they're doing already. You have got Dynamite on Wednesdays. You have got Rampage on Fridays. You have Dark, which is a YouTube show, and Dark Elevation on a Monday and a Tuesday, both YouTube shows. So now, what I am envisioning is going to happen, and I know that you had kind of talked a little bit about, uh, I can't remember if it was off-screen or on-screen, talking about... Uh, developmental territory ish type of yep. style for ring of honor, which, which is something that has been thrown out there. I'm not envisioning that I am envisioning more. So a transition of dark being AEW dark. Yep. Okay. Dark elevation being ROH dark elevation which then there is a a distinctive separation between the two, which will allow for um, like breeding ground for professional wrestlers. That is where they're going to get their start before they are brought up to either AEW dynamite or ring of honor rampage on Fridays. That's kind of what I'm seeing as potential to happen again i'm no visionary but to me that makes sense you've already got the platforms there you've already got your viewer base there for dynamite on wednesdays that's your big that's your big show your big company is aew keep that going why not take your one hour show which ring of honor was a one-hour show, take your one-hour show on Fridays and just simply transition it to Ring of Honor Rampage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about because, that, Joe? Because it's what I'm thinking to to make a, a weird segue, bring back to what we opened the show with, we're talking about Coke. It, for me, it would be like if... Coca-Cola. If, Coca-Cola, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if Coca-Cola were to say theoretically, if they bought Pepsi, okay, and then if they kept Pepsi around as Pepsi, it'd be like buying up your competition and then allowing your competition to still go by a different name. You essentially be competing against yourself. It's almost like a, an inner kind of conflict of interest. So, as much as I kind of like to see, you know, Ring of Honor just kind of stay as Ring of Honor and be like a separate kind of thing. The only problem then, especially if guys are going to be crisscrossing, you know, all, all the time is you're like, you're kind of almost competing against yourself and that, that, that could necessarily not, not necessarily be a good thing. Right. So. 
But again, this circles back to the very beginning when I started yeah. off by saying Tony Khan owns it. Right. AEW doesn't own Ring of Honor, whereas so... Coca-Cola doesn't own Pepsi. Right. See, see what I'm so, saying? And that's that's why I wanted to make that clear yeah. distinction at the very so, beginning. Right. You can have so the head do. of a company. You can have the owner, the creator, the whatever of a company own several different companies that yeah. even do relatively the same thing. But still, they're they're very distinctive. Right. Yeah, because that's if that's yeah, because you have to be careful then. Uh, like uh, unless Tony goes and just as ring of honor and somebody else takes over for AEW, you know, it, it's the type of thing where it's like, then if, if ring of honor becomes too good, you know, then you could end up cannibalizing your main brand as well. So you have to be careful. You're, you're kind of riding a fine line because, you know, immediately in my mind, you know, that first ring of honor show back, like you're you get Jay lethal, you get Gresham, you get PCO, you get Taven, you get right. Adam Cole, you know, you get like Air, CM Punk, like all the originals, all the new, all together and do like this big blowout show. But then AEW will look pale by comparison. So you need to be careful that you don't go too crazy. <laughs> Because uh, you know, the temptation will be there because you don't want to cannibalize your main product. At least that's where I'm thinking, right? But right. who knows, man? Uh, time will tell. Um, all I can say is, like, I, I agree. Like, that Ring of Honor Supercard, <laughs> especially if they could nail down MSG again, that would be a big deal, man. That'd be Huge. a big deal. Huge. Cody coming in saying, in Canada, this exact thing happened when Leon's with the Le- with Leon's yeah. and the brick and yeah. with Best Buy and Future Shop. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It 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 did. 100% it did. So, yeah. it'll be interesting. Interesting is definitely yeah. a word that has been uh kind of thrown around here. Hey, man. It, it, it's 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 enough to draw me back under the program to talk about professional wrestling again. So, that's saying something in itself because I can have a major love hate with professional wrestling right now so hey that no, I, I see that as a good thing overall it definitely is a good thing overall anytime that we can have mighty joe as a guest on this show it is definitely a good thing You hear that music that can only mean one thing. We are going to take ourselves another quick little commercial break here. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more Ring of Honor. No, we're going to change that. How about instead we move on to something else and we talk a little bit about AEW's pay-per-view that just happened called Revolution from 2022 we will be talking about that when we come back support for turnbuckle talk as heard on love wrestling is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world manscaped manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. 
Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com. Welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. My name is Carl Carafel. I am joined alongside Mighty Joe, which is always a treat. We do want to let you know that we do have this show and other shows available over on Turnbuckle Studios on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and search out the username Carl Carafel, K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L to find Turnbuckle Studios or even just type in Turnbuckle Studios. It would be fantastic if you could go and give that a subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you are in the loop and in the know when a new episode drops over on Turnbuckle Studios. The world of professional wrestling is an amazing place for a lot of people. Whether you are a fan of World Wrestling Entertainment or a fan of Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ignite Wrestling, Canadian Wrestling's Elite, Love Wrestling, Doesn't Matter, Hate Wrestling, Doesn't Matter, there is something for everyone. And even AEW has pulled out what seems to be all the stops when it comes to this pay-per-view that happened Although myself, I will say right off the bat, less is more. This pay-per-view essentially went five hours. And I don't think that we really needed five hours worth of a show. It was nice. Don't get me wrong. I've watched it twice. But still, I just don't know if this was really worth five hours. Again, we could have gotten away with less being more. Joe, I know that you have not actually watched the entire show, but you were able to pick up a lot of the uh, highlights from the show. So from seeing the highlights that you saw, give me your take on AEW Revolution. Well, in, in Elder Rao off the hop, like when, you know, when a condensed highlight package version of a pay-per-view is still over two hours, damn, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long show. That's a lot to sit through. Um, I, I know some people will definitely say, well, you know, more of a good thing is a good thing, right? Yes, to a certain extent, right? I, I mean, when you do that, you have to be careful how you build your show. You know, I, I've always railed on this and always 
pitched for, you know, you start with your weakest match and build to your crescendo for the evening. Now, I think they did that for the most part. But, I mean, still, to open up, you know, the actual card, you know, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho, a lot done in that kind of match. It's, it's a long night. You you risk always kind of burning your audience out at the beginning of the show if you go a little too high octane. You know, I don't think that they necessarily did that. But, yeah, man, just a, a five hours of a wrestling show it, it, it is a lot. But I think for, for myself, even more than that, especially for some of our aging heroes and talents sting i am specifically pointing my finger at you my friend you don't need to be diving off the mezzanine anymore my friend you just you don't um you can put over your new breed of talent without attempting to murder yourself at the same time it's I, i i get it there's that temptation there to wow the audience but to do that with with physicality, it needs to be something really, really, really big. You know, like mankind, like Mick getting tossed off, off the cell. Yeah, that's a big high spot that we will remember for the rest of our lives. But oh, yeah. a Spanish a Spanish fly going through a table on the ramp, not going to be something that we're going to be talking about. You know, in our twilight years when we reflect back on professional wrestling, that to the, this younger crop of talent, I will just say that you can do just as much, if not more, to get yourself over by just speaking and having a really good you know, segment can get you over just as well as risking life and limb doing that. And yeah, they didn't even break the table. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, and I get it. You know, th- there's that temptation to, to get over, you know, and wow the other talent in the, back in the, in the locker room, but reality check. No, no, how'd here, you, how'd you put it? How'd you put it earlier? Uh, to, to, you know, pop some chubbies of your, your buddies backstage, <laughs> you know, because, you know, we, we really, and go and rewinding the clock a little bit. I'm kind of glad that, that we're talking about this because during the pandemic, we really saw this really magnified because the crowd wasn't there with all these moves kind of going in and having the talent all at ringside, you know, they're, they're popping and they're marking out like crazy. You know, regardless of whether they're heels or babies, you know, it's the type of thing where you need to crowd please, not please the other talents. Because guess what? The other talents aren't paying the tickets and uh, and paying your salary. That comes from the audience, right? So you need to wow that audience. Yes, some big spectacular moves are a good thing, but it's not the end all. Like you still need to actually get over and... You know, some of these uh, younger guys still need to learn that. They definitely do. I am going to kind of run through this card here as I normally do when a pay-per-view happens. And I will say that there were 12 matches in total, including three pre-show matches or buy-in, buy-in matches that happened. So I actually, I don't know if everyone can see this, but you can always go and take a look at the social media page at TB Talk Pod, and this will definitely be there. Yep. I went through and I did my predictions 
And then I checked them afterwards and put out whether I was right or whether I was wrong. So we will definitely go through that as well. So the pre-show starts out or the buy-in starts out with legit Layla Hirsch taking on Chris Statlander in a nine minute, 50 second matchup with Layla Hirsch defeating Chris Statlander. That was a thumbs down for me. The match was no, no, no. The match was great. I did not pick the right person. I picked Chris Statlander. That's where the thumbs down comes in. I lost on my, um, thoughts on that one. Yeah. Next, we had the ever so famous and ever so hyped and growing hook, send hook, taking on QT Marshall in a five minute match, <laughs> a very quick match, yeah. with hook defeating QT Marshall by submission in five minutes. I got that one right. Yeah. Before you go past that one, I will say, because uh, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of his matches, but what I have seen uh, from that kid, Hook, um, that, that kid's got some potential. Um, you know, he, he's got the character work down. He actually knows how to sell a move. Um, I'm, I'm impressed, and, and that, that kid's got some potential. If they continue to build him properly, and if he continues uh, to have the ethic and, um, and whatnot that he has, Interesting to see what happens with that kid. Definitely will be. Lots of people are very high on him yeah. right now. Even my good friend Pluggo <laughs> is an absolute huge mark yeah. for Hook. Uh, but it's great. I mean, everybody needs to have that person, right? Everybody needs to have that person. We had the first of two six-man tag matches happen on the show. This one happening on the buy-in. 17 minutes and 20 seconds, we had the House of Black, consisting of Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, defeating by pinfall Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Eric Redbeard. That's right, Eric Redbeard, or as others who, who have watched him in the WWE may know him, um, Eric Rowan, as part of the Wyatt family. Eric Redbeard made an appearance and came in for this matchup. Again, it was a six-man tag team matchup. Yeah. Did you see any highlights from it, Joe? I, I didn't... Uh catch any of the pre-show stuff. I, I know that historically I'm not a fan of the six band tag. Um, it, it, they can be good, but historically for myself, they not so much. Let's put it that way. Um, I did pick correctly on that one though. Yeah. I definitely did pick correctly nice. on that one. Fan of Redbeard, though. Always love. Yeah. That oh yeah. Me too. Huge, yeah. huge freaking dude. Yeah. Huge. As you mentioned, the show started out with a singles matchup that went 13 minutes and 40 seconds. We had Eddie Kingston taking on Chris Jericho. We had the winner of this was Eddie Kingston by submission. 
He made Chris Jericho tap out. I picked that one correctly. Great matchup. A good way to get hype going for the show. I think it was it was fantastic. I loved seeing it. Eddie Kingston, dad bod and all, shows that even I can do it with a dad bod. He's one of the most believable characters and wrestlers that they have in that company. Yeah, largely due to like his uh, Japanese kind of style influence to him uh, with Kojima and those kind of guys. Um, And like you said, just showing that the kind of like the average looking dude can still put on a great match, but the character work from him has has always been top notch. And, uh, and he really does add that adult um, touch to the show, which uh, uh, so that's one thing AEW does really well is they have, you know, they got the Lucha, uh, you know, they got the, um, you know, the, the, the Mexican stuff, you know, they've got the Jurassic Express stuff for the kids, you know, they've got the 80 Kingston's for the adult stuff. They got a nice mix of stuff going on there. They definitely do. You talked about Jurassic Express. That's actually the next matchup. There was a three-way tag team matchup for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. This went 18 minutes and 55 seconds. We had... Jurassic Express being Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the champions taking on Red Dragon, consisting of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. The winner of this by pinfall, which I got correct, was Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Now, for anyone that is listening to this, Anytime that you talk about Jurassic Express online, please hashtag Dino210. <laughs> Let's get that over because why the hell not? Dino210 is absolutely fantastic. Let's get that over. Do you see any highlights from that, Joe? I, I did. You know, it's definitely. Uh, they're definitely a crowd pleaser tag team. Uh, the Bucks and, and whatnot. I think you know honestly. I think a lot of people are a little uh, tighter on that. I, like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I mean, they're, they're over with everybody, right? It, it, it's very yeah. clear. Um, th- they'll be great as a tag team for a long time. You can sell a lot of merchandise um, separately. I mean, Luchasaurus would be like a fantastic you know, mid card kind of guy. Um, same thing with jungle boy, you know, it, 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 as great as he is, he's never going to be a world champion main event dude. It, it just, he, he doesn't have that, that look about him. Right. So, you know, maybe proven wrong, but uh, I, I will say that, you know, you probably wouldn't be believable as a world champion. So you, you, you know, you just yeah. keep him as partnering up with him and you have that great dynamic. There's it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just, just leave it alone. Uh, leave right. them as a team. They get over. They do well. That's what you need. Definitely it is. Moving on to the next matchup here, we actually have the face of the Revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT championship. This matchup went 17 minutes and 20 seconds. The competitors inside of this matchup, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, Christian Cage, and Wardlow. What a mix. Right? What a mix. I am happy to say that this one, again, I got correct. And I took Wardlow to win 
which he did. Wardlow won the entire thing, this ladder match. So he has a future TNT championship matchup, which is amazing and about freaking time. Yeah. What are your takeaways from the highlights you've seen? It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's your typical multi-man ladder match. Lots of crazy spots. But to fast forward right to the end, I think, you know, they, they picked exactly the right guy. I mean, Wardlow, you could tell being kind of that lackey that he, like, started to get over with the audience. And you could tell that they're just waiting for him, you know, to, uh, you know, mash MGF into a f- fine paste, you know. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, put, putting him over and giving him a future title shot and stuff like that. <laughs> It's it was, it was the right move. They picked the right I guy. I think it definitely was as well. I definitely yeah. do. Cody Defoe coming in here saying Orange Cassidy apparently legit got injured from when Lee overthrew oh. him. I am hearing the exact same thing. Yes, Orange Cassidy unfortunately has been injured by Keith Lee. There was a, a point in the matchup where Keith Lee actually literally threw him over the top rope into two other people and he was overthrown uh i don't think that keith lee understands how um strong he actually is (laughs) uh and yeah he he definitely from everything that i'm seeing as well just like cody says has been legitimately injured He's used to chucking bigger guys, right? So he may have just underestimated and just thrown that little guy a little too far. And, you know, luckily he didn't turn him into, into actual, you know, pulp-filled orange juice because he very well could have. So. Oh, yes, he definitely could have. Oh, very, very easily he can do that. We're going to take our last and final break here. This one here, we are going to hear from our friends over at OVW. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but... You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. (laughs) OVWNetwork.com. Go and check that out. As you heard, $4.99 a month is absolutely fantastic for all the OVW programming that you could want. Our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand, the founder, Al Snow, is a huge part of OVW, and they are actually doing some amazing things over there, too. One of the 
companies that I think kind of gets lost by the wayside, but they do actually amazing, amazing things over there. Thank you so much to Spencer Love over at Love Wrestling for allowing us this platform to bring you guys Turnbuckle Talk. We have been going since 2015. We have gone through a few different incarnations and we have landed ourselves with Love Wrestling, an amazing Canadian-based programming site, and we are more than happy to be here with them. We are coming back now to finish out talking about AEW Revolution 2022. And then we've got a little special treat at the very end that was just put out today. So thankfully, we're getting something. If you don't know, if you were, haven't been following the show very long, uh, for Mighty Joe and I, every time that we do a broadcast and then the broadcast ends, usually within about an hour's time, some huge breaking news happens. Not this time. We've actually got the scoop beforehand, which mm. is absolutely fantastic. Interesting. Continuing on with Revolution here, we just finished off with the Face of the Revolution <laughs> ladder match. We move on to the AEW TBS Championship, a women's championship. Six minutes and 50-second matchup where we had Jade Cargill, the champion, with Smart Mark Sterling, defeating Ty Conte, boo, who had Anna Jay at ringside with her. Unfortunately, I kind of already figured that that is how they were going to go, so I... I chose Jade Cargill to win this matchup, although I would have rather Ty Conte win it. But again, a thumbs up for me. I picked the right one. Moving on to a dog collar matchup. The longest matchup of the night. Yes, it definitely was that long. 26 minutes and 45 seconds long. And it, okay, I'm sorry. MJF is absolutely fantastic with everything that he does, whether it is uh, in the ring, outside of the ring, on the mic, off the mic. I don't care. MJF has it. CM Punk is a legend in his own rights. But this match went way too long for me. CM Punk defeating MJF by pinfall. We do have to mention that MJF called down Wardlow, who is technically at this point still employed by MJF and not AEW down to the ring so that MJF could be given the Dynamite Diamond Ring to use as a weapon inside of the matchup. We saw Wardlow checking his pockets and not being able to find the ring, and then CM Punk getting the upper hand on MJF. And then, oh, oh, it was in the right pocket. 
Mm. Wardlow finds the ring and simply sets it down inside of the wrestling ring to allow CM Punk to use it on MJF to finish out the matchup. Lots of blood in this matchup, which I figured that there would be. I just think it went too long. Just like my talking about it has gone too <laughs> long. Joe, what did you think of this? Uh, some great stuff, you know, like it's for that, that style of match, kind of what I expected. Um, laying that groundwork for the stuff with Warlow and MJF. Good stuff there. A couple over-the-top spots that maybe weren't necessarily needed, but, I mean, that's kind of easy to say in retrospect. But uh, I thought overall, uh, I mean, sorry, overall, uh, some great stuff. I mean, MJF is obviously MJF, and, of course, it's nice to see Punk still doing his thing. Um, I, all I will say is, you know, don't uh, – remember, you're not getting any younger. So um, some of those spots are – a little hard to watch, um, you know, like even kind of back rewinding, you know, that um, power bomb to the outside with Jericho and uh, Kingston there landed mm. really, really hard on the outside. Some of that kind of stuff, um, it, it, I guess, is, is cool, I, I guess, but it's the type of stuff where like, I feel like it doesn't necessarily change the outcome of the match. So inserting that yeah. kind of stuff just seems to be kind of for, you know, violence for the sake of violence, but hey. Uh, I know some people like that. Not my cup of tea. You can't win them all. And my prediction was wrong on this one. I thought that MJF was going to win this. That was a big thumbs down for my prediction as we had CM Punk winning this matchup. We had another women's matchup, the AEW Women's World Championship in a singles matchup. We had... Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the champion, taking on Thunder Rosa once again in a 17-minute and 25-second matchup where we had Dr. Britt Baker defeat Thunder Rosa by pinfall. The interesting takeaway from this is that AEW has changed the championship for the women's title and it is a different championship now. It is no longer that small little title. They actually made it a little bigger and 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 gone with some old classic uh, look to it. I, I love the look of this championship. I've always been a guy that likes the older championships and the looks of them. That was probably one of the biggest takeaways from this. Um, only because we've seen this matchup. How many times already? Yeah. My my big takeaway is actually they actually gave the girls a little bit of time. As, I mean, oh. you, you go back to the other women's match. I mean, what less than ten minutes? Um, like, just it's nice to see see them actually. You know, th th this is something that's not exclusive to this. Like, I mean, like every uh, company is really guilty of not giving the women enough time to really, really work and just put out a short kind of rigidly script match. Let these, especially like a Thunder Rosa and your Serena Deebs and, you know, some of these really experienced girls, they know how to, to carry a match for, you know, longer than a couple of minutes, let them go out there and work a match and you'll be surprised right. what you, uh, what the result is. I did have the results of a thumbs up for this one, as I did predict Britt Baker to keep the championship. Yes, we are almost 
through <laughs> this pay-per-view. We have three more matches to go. A singles matchup that went 21 minutes and five seconds, probably the most highly anticipated matchup on the card. We had John Moxley defeating Brian Danielson by pinfall in a downright bloody matchup that just was off the chain. I loved this matchup. I've enjoyed it. 21 minutes didn't feel like 21 minutes to me. The big thing coming out of this was at the end of this matchup. Yep. Where we actually had the two competitors continue to fight after the bell had rung, after the pinfall happened. And then we had the referees come down. We had security come down to try to separate two of them. They were finally separated by a name that is common to both of them in one Mr. William Regal, who made his way down to the ring, stood in between the two competitors, pushed them apart, and at one point, even slapping the taste right out of John Moxley's face and Brian Danielson's face as well, and ended up having them shake hands. And I think we actually saw the creation of this tag team that will be Brian Danielson and John Moxley. If not a tag team, an understanding and a partnership between the two of them. Very interesting. This comes back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier when you mentioned a name talking about Ring of Honor. So I'm going to let you take this away for a moment. What I what I envision is, you know, like you had mentioned too, I mean, both him instrumental in both of these guys' uh, careers. Um, and others and i thought you know him as that general manager in nxt was absolutely fantastic you know he was a great character and you know even helped to develop the uh, the promo abilities of a lot of these talents because i mean arguably one of the best at that and you know passing that knowledge on uh to that and that's something like i hinted at earlier that some of these new talents over there need to this is a big, a big deal having William Regal there because I mean he is going to help these guys and girls to learn how to really get over with their their speaking ability. And if you can't learn from him doing it, then I don't know what to tell you. But uh, what what uh, <laughs> I envision as well is I see him being this general manager of the new Ring of Honor and him going around just recruiting and hand picking who he's going to want. I I agree with that. I feel I the hope. exact same I way. Hope. I hope. I hope so too. It'll be absolutely amazing if that Because what I'm envisioning as well is because then you can have Regal like even sometimes doing stuff with on commentary. And I'm just thinking like of the dynamic between him and Ian Riccoboni, if he's still doing commentary. Right. That that could be like a really good kind of back and forth because they're so different from each other. You know, Rick uh Riccoboni's a very optimistic um you know, play by play kind of guy and Regal's that 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 Realist. strong character, right? So yeah, yeah. It, it could be an interesting dynamic there. But I at the very least I'm hoping that he'll be instrumental in this new ring of honor and who better uh to use and then he's gonna know uh who to pick uh to bring over there as well. Oh yes. 
My prediction for this one was a thumbs up. I did pick John Moxley to win this matchup. This next one, another six-man tornado tag team matchup went 13 minutes and 20 seconds. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, well, Mighty Joe, you already did. We are looking at Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeating the Andrade Hardy family office, consisting of Andre, Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy by pinfall. That's all I'm going to say about this. If you want to see the matchup, it was only 13 yeah. minutes, 20 seconds. Go find it. Go watch it. Oh, I will say before we move on to the last one mm. is Cassidy there. Um, he's better being with his partner and private party. Um, going off on his own or being with somebody else just doesn't have the same feel or dynamic at all. My prediction for this one was a thumbs up. <laughs> I did predict that the team of Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara would win. Yep. That brings us finally to the 12th matchup of the night, a 25-minute, 45-second matchup and singles match for the AEW World Championship. Hangman, Adam Page, the champion, defeating Adam Cole, baby, by pinfall. A really good back and forth matchup here. I enjoyed it. Again, this is another matchup that, yes, it went 25 minutes, but for me, it didn't feel as though it was 25 minutes. I could have watched maybe another 5, 10 minutes of this, and I would have been okay with that. Lots of stuff happened inside of this. I mean, we're talking like... Um, interferences coming in from red dragon uh you know countering dead eyes moonsault attempts panama sunrises hitting the boom um is so many different things the butt buckshot lariat uh so much happened inside of this matchup multiple super kicks from both competitors back and forth page actually performed the boom on adam cole a second buckshot lariat then came in for Adam Page to retain the championship. Yeah. Good matchup. My prediction was actually a thumbs down on this one. I thought that Adam McCole was going to win. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Did you see any highlights from that matchup? I, I did, um, but I'm just picturing myself like if I were to sit down and watch the whole show, uh, given kind of some of the uh, how that match played out. I think you know I wouldn't necessarily have been fall asleep during it, but I mean I would have been quite burned out by that by that time. Um, I will say with, with Paige being the uh, I'll make an unpopular statement. All right, um, I think if Paige is going to continue to be uh, the world champion, to come up with a a finisher that isn't as telegraphed as the buckshot layer, because I mean, mm. you could see that thing coming a hundred miles away, something a little bit more uh, up close and hard hitting might be in order, but you know, this is coming from uh, 
um, an out of shape wrestling fan who has never uh, wrestled in the ring. So keep that in mind as well. So, um, but just for, from my personal experience of watching a lot of wrestling over the years, uh, it's a crowd pleasing move. I, I get it, but mm. as a finishing move for a world champion, maybe not so much. We finish off this episode with, as we mentioned, not necessarily breaking news because, well, it's already been put out there by the WWE themselves, but they actually did a little bit of a video package for this announcement. And I'm, yeah. I, I, we can't play it because I'm sure we'll get copywritten, but it starts out with somebody inside of a like quad and they're driving down this road and the quad comes to a stop and out steps stone cold steve austin this is what stone cold steve austin and i am not even going to attempt to do it in his voice but this is what stone cold steve austin says 19 years ago i wrestled my last match in the wwe ring after three rock bottoms one, two, three, I lost the match. I had to live with that defeat for 19 years. Kevin Owens, I would like to thank you. I want to thank you for awakening something deep inside me that I have buried for 19 years. Since you started running your mouth to talk about Texas, the great state of Texas, you have caught my attention. Kevin, why would you want to do that? I can think of two reasons. One, you're a dumb son of a bitch. And two, you are fixing Stone Cold Steve Austin kicking your ass. If you want to call it a KO show, a match, a fight, whatever, I guarantee you this. Stone Cold Steve Austin's Kevin Owens will open the last bin on you at WrestleMania, where I started my career in Dallas, Texas. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. So now I, I know that that isn't exactly, I was kind of reading through a, uh, a generated transcript uh, as best I could. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've always liked Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is sounding like Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be going to WrestleMania to confront Kevin Owens and beat him down. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> but he's going to open up a can of whoop-ass. Joe, you are a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. I want your take on this to end out this show. Sure. I, I mean, WrestleMania happening in Texas. Stone Cold is a Texan. Ha wanting to have him involved in WrestleMania, I get it. Like as a host or a an in between matches type of uh, personality would be fantastic. I get it. Here in Texas, you're going to use your arguably one of your most famous Texan wrestlers for the show. Great, but this I, I'm really really torn on. 
the, the, the segment didn't feel like the Stone Cold I know. Like this felt very overproduced. It didn't feel like that raw Stone 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 Cold Steve Austin emotion. It felt very scripted. Um, people are saying, "Oh, you still got that charismatic," and I didn't get that from this segment whatsoever. It felt like a very subdued Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like he, like there should have been like spittle flying out of his mouth if he was really that excited and that into it. But I, I didn't get that sense at all. Um, so I, I don't know what to think. I, I mean, mm. it, it could be something cool, but seeing the segment, um. When I had first heard about that, I was kind of out there in the universe. I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, maybe they'll, they'll really you know hook me in with this." It it didn't accomplish that with me. Now I know others are, are loving this and they think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And more power to you if that's the case. But for, for me, um, it 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 kind of fell flat for me. Um, I won't say like fart in church bad, um, <laughs> but I mean. It, it could be so much more. So I don't know. Um, like, like I said, just that to, to me, like just it felt like he was reading something that was scripted for him. It didn't feel like that just off the cuff stone cold that I'm used to. And I, I loved all those years. It felt very, um, yeah, it just didn't feel natural for him. Did you get that sense at all? I did. I definitely did get that sense as well. Um, I, the word that you used was, uh, you know, kind of overproduced, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I totally got that feel. It was it was very much so a production, yeah. as opposed to just Stone Cold getting on the mic and spitting a promo like he does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. And me either. It, it's the most exciting thing that I've seen going into WrestleMania, and that's not saying much, because uh, you know, again, unpopular statement. Uh, I've looked at the card more than a few times now, and this literally may be—I can't believe I'm going to say this, Carl—from being a lifetime wrestling fan, this very well could be the first year that I sit at WrestleMania. Wow. There, wow. There's uh, nothing that interests me. <laughs> Right. They're gonna have a, they're gonna have a full crowd, two nights of wrestling. I should be stoked for it, um, but I'm not. I'm not. And that's unfortunately a sign of the times. It yep. definitely is. You know what we are stoked about, though. We're stoked about some of the amazing partnerships that we've got. Like we talked about, colorandelbowbrand.com. I am wearing the color and elbow branded ball cap the fitted cap go and check out color and like i said they're going through a revamp right now but make sure you check them out mighty joe underneath his love wrestling shirt is actually wearing a collar and elbow branded shirt Dude, there i've got i've got so, an og collar and elbow and an og love wrestling shirt so <laughs> right right Go and check them out while you're there use the promo code jk podcast get 10% off your entire purchase We have friends over at Phoenix. If you're looking for health supplements or even some workout gear, check out Phoenix at fnxfit.com. While you're there, use the promo code TBTALKPOD and get 15% off your entire purchase. Manscaped is an amazing brand. I own some Manscaped products and I absolutely love them. 
go and check out manscaped.com. Make a purchase. When you do make that purchase, use the promo code Love Wrestling. You are going to get not only 20% off your order, you will as well get free worldwide shipping. Unfreaking heard of. Free worldwide shipping, 20% off with the code Love Wrestling at manscaped.com. And if you are in the Edmonton, Alberta area, go and check out our friends at RK Athletics. Rich over there is absolutely amazing. Rich is building confidence in others to live life to the fullest through fitness training, nutrition, and coaching. Whether that's losing weight, building muscle, performing at a higher level, or simply feeling better. Go and check out Rich King at rkathletics.ca for more information. Joe, this has been absolutely fantastic. I know that you still have access to our Facebook page as well. I know that you post some stuff over there once in a while. Find that at TB Talk Pod, and you can find that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well at TB Talk Pod. Mighty Joe, you got anything to add to the end of this broadcast today? I will. Uh, you know, typically at the end of these shows, people like to pitch their social media and whatnot. I don't do a whole lot on my personal Facebook page, but one thing that I will direct uh, people towards is something that I've done on the side for a very, very long time. Um, for those of you who are a fan of the show Ancient Aliens, I want you to go check out a little side project of mine. Um, it's been kind of a labor of love. I, I have close to 2,000 followers on this uh, on this stupid little page now. Uh, it's called um, uh, Aliens Do Stuff. Um, basically look for that. I, let me make sure I'm getting the name of that right. Uh, yeah. But I, I basically, I, I do memes with uh, Giorgio from Ancient Aliens, uh, just making ridiculous claims of stuff. The, the, the page is proof aliens have done everything. Uh, the ad is aliens do stuff. So search that up, follow the page. Um, if you like, uh, you know, poking fun at uh, alien stuff, uh, you'll find some, some fun stuff there. And it's a cool little community that I built there. So uh, check it out. You're definitely going to have to go there and give it some likes and some love over there. Please do so. Mighty Joe, this has been absolutely fantastic. I thank you so much for being a part of this broadcast. Again, for those of you that don't know, normally this is a solo broadcast, but anytime that Mighty Joe wants on, he is in here no matter what. For Mighty Joe and for myself, Carl Carafel, this has been another edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you all on the next one. Bye.